It's The In Show, Australia's only show dedicated to innovation from Adelaide, Australia and across the globe. It's David Grice and Troy Simcock. We are talking to innovators and entrepreneurs, startups, people with really big ideas to change the world we live in. And you know what? Most of the time, they do it. But the passion these people, you know, have to just try and make a difference to the world they live in. And, you know, we might see this as very small, simple things. But when you look at that, you know, in years to come and you look back on these moments where all of these things are being created, I think what we're going to find is the extreme acceleration of where technology is taking us in the future. Well, let's find out what Claire is talking about today. I know she's got a story about human skills, not technology, which is becoming increasingly valuable for the innovation of the future. But what else have you got for us, Claire? Thanks, guys. This week I'll be talking about machines that can harvest water from the air. But first, motor vehicle company Ford has designed hangover-inducing suits. They've been created in a bid to raise awareness around the effects drinking alcohol can have on your body the next day. To help people understand the effects, Ford designed a suit that mimics the symptoms of a hangover. It's fitted with a pair of headphones that play extremely loud music to imitate a headache, a set of goggles that makes the user's eyes sensitive to light and makes their vision blurry, heavy cuffs connected to the arms and legs simulate slow movements, and a weight attached to the chest area to create a sense of lethargy. Not much research has been conducted into how a hangover affects your driving ability, so this seems like a great step towards finding out more and raising awareness. Five companies who think they can harvest water from the air have been shortlisted to win the Water Abundance X Prize. The main aim of the competition is to create contraptions that could potentially replace desalination plants, which create CO2 emissions that harm the climate. This year's participants had to create devices that could extract at least 2,000 litres of water a day from the air. The total cost of the equipment used and predicted maintenance expenses for 10 years had to be under $146,000. The contraptions also had to be powered by renewable energy. The companies, including Australia's Hydro Harvest, have innovated in all sorts of ways, from a solar-powered water condensing box that can collect water at night and heat, condense and release it during the day, to a solar-powered water condenser that adds essential minerals that can be attached to roofs and other surfaces, and a wind turbine that can power a water generator compressor. The winner of the competition will be decided in July. And with advancing AI technology, some investors believe we should be teaching kids to be creative rather than how to code. At this point, it's almost inevitable that machine learning capabilities will advance to the point where software can code quicker and better than humans. Currently, machines and computers are intelligent, have huge memory capacities and can process commands at an insane speed. But education systems around the world are still recommending that kids learn STEM subjects like coding if they want to be a successful entrepreneur. So it's been suggested that schools should be teaching kids to be empathetic, imaginative and creative. Creativity and out-of-the-box thinkers will become highly sought after in the future. Some think kids should be taught the necessary skills to get careers as inventors, artists and caregivers. This is because these roles are much harder to program or computerise, whereas other jobs that are repetitious have a higher chance of being automated. As we become more reliant on technology, we can't forget the importance of creativity. And that's what's in news this week.
Thanks, Claire. Well, David, that's really been something that's come up. When we started doing the in-show, we thought, you know, it was all about technology, but it is very clear that the human skills are going to be the things that really make a difference. After all, someone's got to come up with the idea in the first place. Yes, and creativity plays such a part in this. And uh, I'm all for teaching kids the art of being creative and, and just letting their imaginations run wild. And there are so many brilliant people that are capable of creating code and those sorts of things. But I kind of agree with this article in in the sense that machines will get very, very good and very, very fast at doing this sort of thing. So if we can continue to keep these creative skills in, in kids emerging and bubbling up, then surely that's going to stand us in much better stead in the future. Mm, you know, particularly when you think about caregivers and that kind of thing, it's really the human touch that has you as a vulnerable human, you know, just feel you know, safe and secure. You know, how a robot will ever be able to do those things is beyond me. Yeah, and I look, I completely agree. And, and, you know, I've actually made a conscious effort in my life to not to minimise the amount of text messages I send, but to change the way that I send them and ensure that they're always backed up with some personal, you know, one-on-one contact because without that, the context of words on a screen uh, can be taken in so many different ways. Mm. And and I think that one of the things that, I don't know, probably everybody on the planet has, has been victim of is somebody sending you a message that's in capital letters. Now, for me, when I used to text you know, when I first started texting, I'd text in capital letters <laughs> simply because it was easier to do that than do it in lower and uppercase. You're a very angry man back then too, weren't you? <laughs> well, no, never. <laughs> but but I think what what I'm getting at there is that people can misconstrue a text or a, or a text based message in a completely different way than actually what the intent is. Mm. And I think this whole manner of communication via human efforts is, is to me, it's, it just can't disappear. Mm. It's going to be really interesting to see what the future holds. It's David Grice and Troy Sincock. On the next In Show podcast, we speak to a, a couple of young guys from the Barossa Valley in South Australia who really have a great sense of community. And not only that, they're really out to make a difference with the homeless as well. Look, they are. I mean, the Barossa Valley is one of my favourite regions in South Australia. And, and it's not because of these kinds of things. It's actually because of the beautiful wine that we produce. But I've got to say that, that these guys are just inspirational in what they're doing. Yeah, sustainability is a bit of a buzzword at the moment, but they have you take a a real-life look at how you can contribute and benefit the environment. That's on the next In Show podcast. The In Show News. To hear more of the In Show, subscribe to In Show on Apple Podcasts or find us at oscastnetwork.com. A Dave and the Beanstalk production.